Hello and welcome to Sorted. Don't. No. <laughs> oh, I'm no. Bad. I'm kidding. <laughs> Why? Wait. You startled me. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Harry Potter. Sorted. Gryffindor. Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Slytherin. Bye. That's the end of the episode. Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted, he said sorry But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're the Avatar Maybe you should edit an episode Teach me. I'll do it. Okay. Fine. Uh... This week's episode brought to you by this fuckface. Hello and welcome to Sorted. I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Hey, we got them. What? We tricked them. We pranked them last week. Oh yeah, last week was April Fool's. Ah, <laughs> we got you. Didn't realize it was a prank episode. <laughs> That you you don't think they realized that that complete nonsense garbage was an April Fool's episode? What do you mean? It was a great episode. It was. It was. I it mean, was amazing, it, and I loved it. But <laughs> it was garbage. <laughs> I can love garbage. Yeah, this is indeed not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. How fast do you think we can say that? <laughs> this is not, not a Harry, Harry Potter, Potter podcast, podcast, but instead a podcast, podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Potter. So, we teased you last week. I said, why did we say last week? We're a bi-weekly podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Is it bi-weekly? I don't think I've ever said last week. I think it's just you. It's a bi-weekly podcast. I'm bi. Last... <laughs> <laughs> now, does that mean you like two sexualities or half sexualities? <laughs> I like a sexuality every other week. <laughs> We're kind of doing an Avatar April thing. Yeah. It even, like, works with the month. Avatar April. Welcome to Avatar April. Today we're specifically doing Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, we joked last time, but we're actually going to do it this time. JD, what's Avatar The Last Airbender? Avatar The Last Airbender is a very good show. It's about a fictional world entirely where many people, not everyone, have the ability to bend an element, a classical element of water, earth, fire, and air. Um, the story is centered on uh, Aang, who is the avatar, meaning that he has the ability to bend all four elements. Alex, like, told you, like, the whole intro last week. <laughs> I believe Aang can save the world. He did. He did. Yeah. And he'd do it again. Spoiler alert. The good guys win. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the characters from that show. Are there any? Yes, there's a bunch. Oh, like who? We've already mentioned Aang. Who? Aang. Who's Aang? The Avatar. Oh, what about him? Tell me about him. So Aang, as I said, is 12 years old. And by 12 years old, I mean 112. He was frozen in a block of ice for about 100 years. During that time, all of the other airbenders were... Murdered a lot. Murdered. And so he is the last remaining airbender. So he's the Avatar, which means mm-hmm. he can bend all the elements, but... Each element is a, like has a nation associated with the air nomads, the water tribes, the earth kingdom, and the fire nation. So he's from the air nomads. He is a pacifist. Yep. And a he, veggie. A vegetarian, yeah. He doesn't like to fight. He doesn't like to do harm. 
Which is awkward because he's caught up in the middle of a war. Yes. And everyone expects him everyone expects him to kill the leader of the Fire Nation. He doesn't. Finds his own way to do it. Yeah, that's very much not his style. Yeah. Uh, he just wants to sort of have fun. Like, he is... He's a child. He's a... Fe- yeah, he's a child. He's very fun-loving. He obviously is forced to grow up quicker than he should because of these rumblings about the upcoming war with the Fire Nation. At which point he sort of freaked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he was a child. Yeah. And he was expected to help win this war. And that's... So he flew away and got buried in the ice. He's very caring. Very compassionate. Yes. yes. Loves animals, especially. Yes. He's just... He likes to help. He's a good boy. Yeah. He's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? No. No, I don't think you are. He is very intelligent. Yes. And I think he... Actually, I don't know how much he does particularly value intelligence for the sake of intelligence, though. He's a hard worker. Yeah. Putting in all that effort to master all the elements. He does run away. Yeah, but he gets over it. Not to say he's disloyal, though, but I wouldn't say loyalty is one of his strongest traits. No, no not necessarily. But I think his general attitude of kindness and... Compassion. Yes. I think I think that's very Hufflepuff. Yeah, I kind of feel like he's <laughs> rather impatient. Though. Yeah, like when, especially when it came to firebending, he wanted to like skip ahead, not yeah. put the effort in, not wait for it. I think he probably learns more patience during the course of the show. Sure. I think for the most part, the Ang as we know him is not really patient at all, and kind of, kind of tries to jump ahead, which is pretty Gryffindor. Yeah, you think in Gryffindor? Well, maybe. It's hard to say. Like, this is the thing. It's it's hard because he is still very young. Yeah. He, he is at the age at which... In which you'd be sorted. You would be children. sorted. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, you know, is a bit early in your life to know... What kind of a person you are, what you're all about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think it kind of comes down to what does he value? Yeah. Would you say that he values patience? I don't know. Would you say he values hard work? No, because he's 12. No 12-year-old values hard work. <laughs> he, <laughs> he values kindness and compassion. Yes. Absolutely. Very much so. Yeah, I think I would agree that I think Hufflepuff is the best fit for him. Hufflepuff! Hufflepuff. Katara is one of the best characters, and this is only the first time I'm trying to say this, not the seventh. <laughs> Katara is from the Water Tribe. Yes. And she and her brother find Aang in the ice, and she ends up freeing Aang in a righteous feminist rage because her brother... <laughs> He's a sexist little shit. I mean, Aang's the last airbender. Katara's one of the last waterbenders, at least in the southern water tribe. She's never really learned it properly, so she befriends Aang and wants to go with him to also learn waterbending in the same way he needs to learn waterbending as the Avatar. Yeah. Um, and they help each other along the way. They become very close friends. They become love interests. And did you see the cave of two lovers? Two lovers. <laughs> I want another. <laughs> <laughs> and they know a mountain divides their people. And, and something, something divides them apart. Build a path to be together. I forget the rest of it. Secret tunnel! Secret tunnel! Secret, 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 secret tunnel! Secret, 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 secret tunnel! You forgot the mountains part? It's a guitar! <laughs> Very feisty. Very... She'll fight you. <laughs> and she'll win. Yeah. Like that time she fought that guy and she won. She does that a lot. That wasn't specific enough. <laughs> How about at the end of the first season when there's briefly an eclipse, so her powers are weakened because waterbending powers are tied to the moon, mm-hmm. so Zuko like throws her around a lot, and then like the eclipse passes and it's a full moon, and then she utterly... Wait, did the sun block out the moon? I don't know. 
I don't know. Awful. Wait, the sun block out the moon? Do you think the sun got in front of the moon? Oh no, the sun would have been <laughs> behind the earth casting a shadow on the moon. Sure, so, yeah, anyway. Then it's a full moon, so Katara just like utterly trounces him in an instant. It takes no effort on her part to kick his butt. It's great. Yeah. She is also very caring. And like, yeah. <laughs> insofar as the powers they have, that ends up being like exemplified through her healing powers. She discovers that she can use water bending to heal. Which is so good. She uses her own sweat to waterbend at one point. God, it's so badass! And like, she like makes it so fine that it slices through metal bars. Oh yeah! Like, she's just incredible. So powerful. <sighs> what else is she like as a person? Very feisty, very fiery. Yeah. Kind of in contrast to her powers. Strong-willed. Oh yeah, super. Kind very of much hot-headed. So. Ambitious. Ambitious. She knows what she wants, and she will work for it. Yeah. She will go hard for but it. But also very hard worker. Yeah. She cares about everyone around her. Mm-hmm. She's quick to make friends. Is she Slytherin? Mm-hmm. Well, Maybe. Ha- I was drawn towards Gryffindor for a moment there. Ravenclaw feels like it's her least match. Yeah. I'm going to say not Ravenclaw. Yeah. Not that she's not intelligent. It's just not what she's about. Yeah. It's not her primary interest. She is very caring and compassionate. She loves those around her. Given the choice, does she side with like helping the people around her? Or working for what she wants to do. And I think that depends. I think that changes several times. Yeah. At the beginning, her decision to leave the tribe to help Aang get get to the Northern Water tribe and learn waterbending is a pretty Slytherin move. Sure. Yes, it helps Aang, but she's sure. also largely doing that because she wants to master waterbending herself. Sure. But does, beyond that... Yeah, does that hold up for the rest of the She thing? definitely sticks by Aang and Sokka and the group. Yeah. Initially, she leaves her home and family behind for her own benefit, but, like, throughout the show, she does go out of her way to just stop and help people because she can. And and the, the Painted Lady is a good example of that, where she didn't have to help these people in the Fire Nation. She mm. didn't she didn't have to do any of this, but she, she saw that the, there was a need for help, and she went out of her way to do it. So they stopped by this village for a few days because they thought Appa was ill. Turns out that Katara was just, like, staining Appa's tongue with berries to make him look like he was ill because she wanted to stay there and help the people. So she was... Okay, okay, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, me too. So she was delaying their continued travels in order to stop and help these people. So she's helping people, but that's kind of a Slytherin move. Yeah, well, it's also, but it's also, like, it's... Helping people in the way she wants to help. Yeah. Ignoring the fact that they're in the middle of a war and they've got bigger fish to fry, essentially. Yeah, and they don't necessarily want her. Yeah. I, I'm, um, I'm feeling Slytherin. Okay, now you've, you've convinced me on Slytherin here. Uh, yeah. That's kind of cool. That is good. That is yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm into that. Katara's a Slytherin. I, think we, I feel like we've got to get a bit more loosey-goosey on the, on the goofs. Yeah. We're being, very, we're being a bit dry at the moment. Unlike Katara, because she's a waterbender. Oh my god. Hey. Speaking of water tribe, water tribe. <laughs> he did the thing. What thing? The thing with the hands. And the, that the, who the, does? The... Oh, that uh, Sokka does. That Sokka does? Who's Sokka? Sokka is Katara's brother. He's a couple years older than her. He's kind of a dick, but he ends up not he's, being as much of a dick. He's a dick in season one. Yes. The second two seasons, like, he gets some, he gets some real good character he development. He does. It's so good. So he gets a girlfriend and learns to respect women. He gets multiple girlfriends. <laughs> he gets multiple girlfriends. Yeah. So like 
at the beginning of the show, the, sh the impetus for the show is that he's a sexist turd and, like, talks about how weak and useless Katara is, which, like, aggravates her into freeing Aang. Yeah, he's he's not a bender. No, he's a non-bender. Yeah, early. Like, like um, most of the people in the tribe. Yeah. Um, but there's an early episode where they go to an Earth Kingdom village, um, and he meets. They meet a tribe of warrior women, um, and he like is very dismissive. He puts them down. He doesn't think that the warrior women can be warriors. But eventually, he's put in his place, and he's very apologetic, and he asks to learn from them. And like he submits to their teachings. He dresses in their feminine clothing. So that he can be part of the group. And like the end, even at the end of the episode, he's just like, I should have respected you better or whatever. You're not a girl, you're a warrior. And she's like, I am a, I am a warrior, but I'm also a girl. And it's like, sucker, the point is, it's not like women, girls can't be warriors. And you're saying, actually, they're better than girls. It's that it doesn't matter. So he's still have more to learn at that point. But then he keeps yeah. learning yeah, yeah. and growing. And it's very good. He's, it's very good. And then at the end of the first season, his girlfriend turned into the moon. And that's rough, buddy. <laughs> what do you say when someone tells you that their girlfriend turned into the moon? I mean, that is that's pretty rough. Yeah. We're introduced to him. He's like, he's the oldest boy left in his village because all the men went off to fight. So he's like been like, you know, in charge. and He's like the man of the house kind of thing. Yeah. It probably influences a lot of his sexism. Sure. And the fact that the men went off to fight and the women stayed in the village to take care of the children. He's also trying to care for the children and teach them. And initially... It's very warrior-like, in a very Gryffindor way. He wants to charge into battle. He wants to fight. Yeah. I think he learns that that's not the best way to do things. Yes. By the end, he is a strategist. Absolutely. One of the major episodes that, like, highlights this, really, is when they go to Wan Chi Dong's library. Oh, yeah, I was going to think about that. Was... They want, like, they're all having their, these vacations or whatever, but he wants to get back to work. He wants to focus on defeating the Fire Nation. He wants to go to the library! He's a big nerd. Yeah. When they so when they get in, they meet this spirit though, mm -hmm. and the spirit's like, I don't want to let humans in because humans use knowledge for evil means or whatever. And like they're one of, they're there to try and stop this war and to stop this evil nation. But as far as Wan Shi Tong's concerned, from the an outside perspective, both sides are as bad as each other. So he doesn't want to help them. He doesn't want to let them use his knowledge. But then they're saying that they're not going to abuse the knowledge. They're just there to to learn. They're there for knowledge's sake, which isn't really true. Which would be the Ravenclaw way of doing things as well. And Sokka mm. lies to Wan Shitang, like, he wants to use the knowledge for their own means. So, yeah. like, in general, obviously, like, saying, oh, he's very knowledgeable, he's the strategist, whatever, you know, leads towards Ravenclaw. That moment, though, it's a very, a very Slytherin moment for him. Yeah. I still feel like, overall, he's probably better put in Ravenclaw, but it's hard. It, it is kind of hard. He, he values intelligence. Oh, yeah. And by the end of the show, he, that, that is largely the, the role that he... Uh, fulfills? Fulfills, yeah. There's definitely an argument for Slytherin as well. So, like, he's he's a non-bender, which means that in a lot of the sort of fight scenarios, he can't do a lot of the heavy lifting, so he's constantly sort of coming up with workarounds. Yeah. Um, and boomerangs. Yeah, in, like, things like Oh, and then he learns to fight with a sword, and he gets a sword made from a meteor! Yeah! Oh, I forgot the meteor sword. <laughs> so, like, he... What was I getting at? <laughs> <laughs> he he has to be very clever and very cunning to sort of keep up with everyone else around him. Yeah. And their magical powers isn't quite right, but like yeah. their 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 abilities that he doesn't possess, so he has to sort of in a way work twice as hard. The first time that we see one of each type of bender like working together is boomerang. Well, so in there you've too. got Ang using air bending, Katara using water bending, Tuffy using earth bending, and Z Zuko using fire bending before he's actually joined the team or anything. And he but he's the first one to move and he throws his freaking boomerang. Yeah. 
He's very quick off the mark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's very fast on his feet. Very quick-witted. I, I, yeah. I think Ravenclaw. Yeah, no. He, but this, this is what I was going to say. I, I see a lot of most of the houses in him. He's got that hot-headed Gryffindorness. He's got that hard-working Hufflepuff vibes. He's yeah. got a lot of cunning Slytherinness as well. But, like, I do think when it comes down to it, it's... I think Ravenclaw's Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. I think Ravenclaw's Boom! <laughs> We're never talking about soccer again. No. Goodbye, Sokka. I love Sokka. It's okay. I know you love Zuko more. I do! <laughs> Who's Zuko? Zuko's my favorite character. Zuko yeah. is a prince from the Fire Nation. He... He's Dante Bosco, importantly. He... Yes, important. Very important. <laughs> He's on a quest to regain his honor. I must defeat the Avatar to regain my honor. He's gonna capture the Avatar or... Die trying. Yeah, um, so that he will be welcomed back home because he's, he's been kicked he's out. He's in exile with yeah. his uncle mm-hmm. because he basically because he questions his father about sacrificing men needlessly, like you, which you don't really find out about at first, but you learn more as you go along and realize, wait a minute, he's actually just the only one thinking in that entire fucking country. When we're introduced, he's so he's got a giant burn mark down his face, and we don't learn for quite a while where that came from. Turns out his father did that to him in their <laughs> duel for questioning one of his generals before exiling him. So fucked up. His yes. father's the main villain. His uncle's not. His uncle's great. Iroh is amazing. We'll talk about Iroh soon. Iroh's his real dad. During season one in particular. He starts out as the primary antagonist. Yes, he's been searching for Aang. Although a lot of episodes, they don't necessarily encounter Aang. And like he's kind of working against a higher up, Admiral Zhao, in the Fire mm-hmm. Nation army. One episode, Admiral Zhao has captured Aang and is going to take him to the Fire Nation. Zuko knows if that happens, he won't get to regain his honor. So he breaks in and kidnaps Aang back and frees him so that he then has the chance to capture Aang later. <laughs> and like that particular moment proves how highly skilled and competent Zuko is. Oh, yes. He was slow to develop as a bender. Yeah. But he's very proficient in other ways, probably largely because he wasn't as skilled as a bender. He found other means to mm-hmm. cope with that. It's similar to like how Sokka is very quick on his feet. He, yeah. He's had to, because he's not as physically strong is not the word I'm looking for, but like Buff. In, in the context of bending, like he doesn't have. He's not as powerful. Yeah. He's, thank you. He's not as powerful. So he's had to find other clever things to sort of yeah. make use of what he has. He's enemies to friends trope <sighs> personified. He ends up joining the group. He goes through a lot of stuff changes and arcs throughout the show what yes i was just gonna say it's my absolute favorite <laughs> trope in anything ever and this is probably my favorite iteration of it it's, aside from it's very well done maybe peridot in yeah. steven universe what works for it so well is that he's never portrayed as being just pure evil or anything he's always yeah. reasonable and because he was a child who was taught a certain way to think and had to grow and learn to question that once he was out in the world it's and just... it took a long time it's very good. Yeah. I love a good enemies to friends is like just the absolute best thing in the world. <laughs> I so, love it so much. Zuko's very good. And then he helps him save the world. Well, he helps everyone build a new world and it's better and good. Yes. Personality traits? Honor! Mm-mm. What do you mean no? That's not a personality trait. He must regain his honor. So he's dedicated to Hard working. Hard working. Patient. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Cunning. He's cunning. Sly. Yes. Manipulative. Yes. Ooh, brave. Slitherpuff. <laughs> brave. Yeah. Absolutely brave. Bit hot-headed. Yeah. More ways than one. Yeah. So what what would be his sort of defining feature or his <sighs> most valued feature? Okay, I know you're saying honor isn't a trait, but it is. 
sure. appreciation of that idea of honor. He values honor as an idea. Is that Slytherin? Yeah, I think so. I think like that's it's like pride. It's yes. being considered important and worthy. Yes. He's got a lot of Hufflepuff in him. And I think that that's what allows for him to grow and become the character that he ends up being. It's possible towards the end of the show, you could say he's more of a Hufflepuff at that point. You know what I hate about this? Very similar to Katara. Mm -hmm. And I want him to be like Katara, because that helps the fucking Zutara ship. He's a Gryffindor, it's fine! No. Fuck you, (laughs) Zutara. Can we not have a ship war on our podcast? It's 2005! We are 13! No. Ship Wars. No. No. <laughs> I'm bringing Ship Wars back. I don't want this. <laughs> Tweet at us. Who do you ship? And tell us why the other side is wrong and evil and bad for thinking the way they do. I don't like this. I don't want this. Don't do this. Don't listen to him. Tweet at us nice things. I think... Okay, don't tweet at us why the other ship is bad. Tweet at us why your ship is the best ship. That's nice. Fine. <laughs> I think Zuko's a Slytherin. Yeah. I think he ha- he leans strong Hufflepuff, but I I do think he's Slytherin. I think he would have been a hat stall for Slytherin Hufflepuff and would have chosen Slytherin. Yes. And like learned later on he should have been Hufflepuff. I like that, yeah. Like, he's grown up in this Slytherin environment and realized, oh man, if I'd had that support from the Hufflepuff side... That's kind of where I'm coming at this from, is that at the point in his life at which he would have been sorted, he absolutely would have been Slytherin. I think he retains enough of that background that I, th- I think it sticks, but he does grow and change a lot. Hello, Zuko here. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> uh, uh. Alright, tell me about Toph. Toph! Toph Beifong! She's the only member of Team Avatar introduced in Season 2. She very quickly makes it feel like she was there all along. They re- reached this town and were looking for someone to teach them earthbending and went around. They ended up finding an underground wrestling ring. The like, boulders. They're watching The Boulder! <laughs> the Boulder! Who is, you know, a very obvious parody of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh-huh. Who is voiced by one of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's best friends and co-wrestler Mick Foley. Oh, nice. Who, is another, who was formerly of the WWE as well. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. And then this small girl comes up, the blind bandit. The boulder is conflicted about fighting a small blind girl. She is incredibly sassy, incredibly spunky. Yes. So she's a blind girl. And like her parents think that she's completely helpless and vulnerable because of it. But actually she's learned to, she's learned earthbending and she can see, quote unquote, by sensing vibrations in the ground. Similar in a lot of ways Very to Daredevil. Kind of in that, like, thing. she can see without seeing... As long as she's on the ground, essentially. When she, when she doesn't have the ground, she's, like... She freaks out, like, about being on ice or on water. Yeah, Or in she, the air. Because, like, with Appa, they fly around the world and she hates it. She, she can't, can't see. get a bearing on anything. Yeah, she, yeah. she has no idea what's going on around her. She constantly makes jokes about being blind. <laughs> um, she's very funny. She's freaking hilarious and she's yeah she, as, as we say she's the youngest member of the group but she do, she doesn't really seem like the youngest she seems like she's she's very confident in herself yes like she knows who she is and it's good tough is it tough or tough <sighs> i've never been sure i think it's i think it's tough just it doesn't feel right for me to say it i just mm-hmm. say tough naturally 
She clashes with the group a lot at first as well because she is because of how she's grown up, like having to t- like fend for herself because people around her don't think she can do anything, and she wants to prove herself to herself if no one else. She doesn't like accepting help. No, she wants to be an individual, which like is hard when she's part of a team, and like they want her to help like set up the the tents and everything. But she's like, but I don't want a tent, so why should I help you? And it takes her a while to learn to be part of a team. But she does again, incredibly skilled as a bender. She invents metal mending, which wasn't a thing. Before she came around, like, she was imprisoned at one point and kept in a metal box. So it's like, ah, there's no earth around. You can't earth bend. So she just learnt to bend the metal as, like, a, a kind of earth, essentially. Incredibly determined, incredibly hardworking, incredibly... Yeah. Spunky. She's a very... Are you leaning Hufflepuff? She's a very different Hufflepuff than, say... Aang? Aang. Oh, yeah. If she's a Hufflepuff, yeah, I mean... I would say Hufflepuff or Gryffindor. Yeah, I'm kind of inclined to go towards Gryffindor. Yeah. In that, like, she she wants to prove herself, if only to herself. She wants to push further forward. Yeah. I could also see an argument for Slytherin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That independence. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And that drive. Um, but I think she goes Ambition. about it in... Yeah, I think she's very Gryffindor about how things go and everything. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I, I could see arguments for any... I mean, not so much Ravenclaw, but any of the others, but I like Gryffindor. Who's Iroh? We've got Iroh. Ir- Tell us about Iroh, Alex. Iroh is Zuko's uncle who's good. <laughs> Go on. Uh, he likes tea. Iroh was a general in the Fire Nation's army who saw what the Fire Nation was doing. He's the Fire Lord's older brother. He should have been the Fire Lord. But mm. between failing in his goals in war and also his son dying, he kind of lost that fire. <laughs> mm. And so couldn't really do it. So his younger brother got the power instead. He came to realize that what the Fire Nation was doing was wrong, but he did, He never spoke up against it. Instead, he sought to like undermine it and work in other ways. He like joined the Order of the White Lotus. Mm. He supported Zuko because he saw the good in Zuko and the potential in Zuko. Yeah, he's very supportive. A lot of, of his, a lot of love. A lot of how his character is defined is like represented in what he teaches Zuko. So when Azula shows up and she can lightning bend as a subclass of firebending. He teaches Zuko how to redirect lightning by passing it through the body using methods he like learnt from waterbenders. Yeah, like, it's like movements. a waterbending technique but, like, applied but, to firebending. Yeah, because like waterbenders couldn't redirect lightning in that way, like they couldn't take it in their bodies. But like essentially you're kind of firebend you're kind of bending the lightning yourself, but not creating or generating the lightning, just like turning it against those who use it against you essentially. It's a very defensive technique. Which is the kind of person he is. He defends. He doesn't go on the attack against the enemy. He defends to stop them when they attack. And he loves tea. (laughs) And Mahjong. Mm. Remember the Order of the White Lotus who are a group of old men who share secrets and what? What do they do? I don't remember. They show up at the end of the show in in fancy robes and like fight. When he was younger, he would have been a hardcore Slytherin insofar as like, ha, I will win and defeat you and be a powerful man. (laughs) <laughs> okay but he learned that was wrong and became a Hufflepuff old kindly dude yeah so he's kind of like Zuko I mean the Zuko, similarities yeah but Zuko hasn't gotten that far he hasn't become full Hufflepuff yet do you think when Zuko gets old he's he's just Iroh we see Zuko when he's old yeah I think he was a lot more stoic when he's older mm. I mean so is Iroh yeah but Iroh had the sense of humour oh that's true like Zuko never really had that we're saying Iroh's a Hufflepuff. Iroh's a Hufflepuff. Iroh's a Hufflepuff. Uh, which leaves us with Azula. Azula! She's a stone-cold bitch. And she fucking loves it. Yeah. 
She's basically the show's Bellatrix Lestrade. Kinda. She acts as, like, the main antagonist for most of the second two books. Mm. She's, like, the main antagonist they encounter, and a very different kind of antagonist than one they've come across yet so far. So, she's introduced at the end of book one as Zuko's sister, daughter of the Fire Lord, who the Fire Lord favoured as they were growing up, and always thought of her as best. She's very, very powerfully skilled as a firebender, very utterly ruthless and cunning. She uses and manipulates her friends in order to get them to help her. What, yeah. what just to get, when we're introduced to her friends and she's trying to get them to help her, Tylee is a member of the circus and is happy there and doesn't want to leave until Azula makes the circus an unpleasant place for her to be. Yeah. Essentially. Whereas when, while Zuko learns throughout the show to grow and mature and become better, she gradually goes insane. <laughs> she just gets worse and worse. <laughs> towards the end of the show, her father makes her quote-unquote the Fire Lord because he wants a new title, the Phoenix Lord. Sure. Which is bullshit. Whatever. Yeah. She gets some of the best fucking lines ever. Like, yeah. what The sea knows it will kill you, but I haven't made my mind up yet. <laughs> Gosh, and then we see an episode, there's a beach party episode. Oh, yeah. Where she tries to flirt. Oh. And it's horrific. She, it gets to the point, so like, early on, she's just unbearable. She's just, I just hate her so much. Yeah. By the end of the show, you just feel so sorry for her. She's unbalanced. Because she's just so lost. Because She's just doing everything that she can to please... Because here's the thing. The family that she has. She's also a teenager. Yeah. She's been raised and trained to be this way by her fucking insane father. Their mother, her, her and Zuko's mother, favoured Zuko growing up and it was unreasonable to do that. But was yeah. kind and loving and supportive of him. Her mother did that more because Azula was getting the support from the father and Zuko yeah. was the runt of the litter kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then, like, in the books that come after the show in particular, you see, yeah, she's just deranged. She's broken. Yeah. And by the end of it, she's, like, she's this incredibly powerful villain that they have to work so hard to defeat. Yeah. And at the end of it, you're just, it's so sad. Yeah. So Slytherin? Slytherin. Hardcore <laughs> Slytherin. <laughs> So is it time? It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to do it. No. No? No. What's it time for? The lightning bolt round. Oh! <laughs> lightning bending again. Like last oh, time. I'm going to redirect it. Whoa. We haven't made that joke before. Probably when we did. First up is Fire Lord Ozai. Yeah, he's, he, he's very similar to... <laughs> Azula in every way. Yeah. Like, yep. he's the main villain behind the scenes. He's Mark Hamill. Important. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's using a very similar joke to, voice to his Joker voice. Yeah, that ends up. Yeah. Alright, how about Roku? Roku. Roku was the avatar before Aang and appears as a spirit on and off throughout the show to like, yes. guide him. He might not have been that in life when he was younger, but the way he appears to Aang. I would go Ravenclaw. How about May? May is uh, Zula's friend, Zuko's girlfriend, is goth a personality? <laughs> she's very, she's very goth. She has a younger brother at the beginning of the show, a baby, oh. a baby brother. The baby brother ends up, like, accidentally with the resistance side, and, like, but basically she doesn't care about the brother at all. Oof. And she was willing to, like, sacrifice the baby. Anyway, she's a Slytherin. Yeah? Yeah. I, I think she's a Slytherin. Uh, how about Ty Lee? Ty Lee is a very fun character. I love Ty She's introduced Lee. as, like, being part of a circus, and, like, She's very, she's an acrobat. She also can manipulate chi to suppress bending temporarily. Yes. And also to like kind of stun people a bit. A really interesting skill that no one else in The Last Airbender at least really has. 
she also turns against Azula, and by the end of the show, she joins up with the Kiyoshi Warriors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is really good. It's very good. I want to say Hufflepuff. I also want to say Hufflepuff. And up next is Suki. Suki is a member of the Kyoshi Warriors. Yeah. She is... She's the one who teaches soccer girls can be awesome yes, and she, stuff. And she's eventually and... Sokka's girlfriend. Yes. And she's very badass and very cool. And I love her and she's a Gryffindor. How about Admiral Zhao? Admiral Zhao. Zhao? Zhao. He is the main antagonist of the first season, more so than Zuko. Including he's an antagonist to Zuko. He is Slytherin as fuck. Yeah. King Boomy! <laughs> Boomy is uh, the king of the fire, not fire, <laughs> the earth. No. He's king of Omashu. Of Omashu, not even is, the earth kingdom. No, just he's a, he's a king of a minor kingdom within the earth kingdom, I guess. Sure. But don't worry about it. The earth kingdom is very big. Yeah, he's like 110 or something. He's very, very old. Very old. When we very, meet him, very buff. When we, well, when we meet him, <laughs> we think he's this frail, crazy old man, but turns out he's super buff and a powerful bender and yeah. actually wise beyond reason. My that feeling is Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw, okay. I, go, and I feel Ravenclaw. like he dis- he disguises that to try and like seem bumbling and foolish. Yeah. And I as, think that as... is a very Ravenclaw way yeah, to do yeah. it. He's trying to fake you out. Yeah, he's not trying to come across as some wise old sage. Mm-hmm. He just is very wise. Yeah. Uh, how about... Pr- <laughs> <laughs> I tried to say words, my mouth just stopped. How about Princess Yue? Choose a chunk of... Cheap cheddar Chester cheese. Cheddar cheese. <laughs> princess Yue. Princess Yue is the moon. But before that, she's a princess of the Northern Water Tribe. And there's something about fish and fish spirits. And she sacrifices herself to become the moon. She's briefly Sarka's girlfriend in that, like, she kissed him, like, twice, maybe. I'm gonna go Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw? Ravenclaw. Okay. Ravenclaw for Yue. Cool. Hakoda. Hakoda is Katara and Sarka's dad. I just want to say he's also a Ravenclaw. Why? Doesn't he also do a lot of the strategy type stuff that Zuko, uh, not Zuko, that Sokka does? Sokka does? Yeah. Personally, I would probably go Gryffindor insofar as like, we, we mainly see him as just like a soldier warrior type. Sure. I think when they work together in books. Is it, is it more Sokka? In season three, I think it's like, like I think I they're feel following like Sokka's plan I remember plan them like then. doing something kind of elaborate like that, but it probably was just Sokka. I think it's more stuff. Sokka than it is Sure. Well, Gryffindor then. Yeah. Uh, how about Grand Grand? Grand Grand, sucking Katara's Grand Grand, who like sends him off to go and help Ang Hufflepuff. Yeah. Hufflepuff. Jet. Oh, Jet. He's kind of a Robin Hood type. Yeah. He died. He did. He he's, fucking died. He's one of very few known deaths in the show. Uh, Gryffindor. How about Monkey Yatso? It was Aang's primary caregiver when Aang was a child and, like, didn't want to put everything on him. Fucking loved pranks and cakes and shit. <laughs> Very... Oh, he loves cakes? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's Hufflepuff. Yeah. He's Hufflepuff through and through. Yeah. He's one of the most Hufflepuff characters in the show. <laughs> How about Long Feng? Do you remember who that is? I had to look up some of these names. Long Feng is the leader of the Dai Li, the secret police group in the Earth Kingdom. He was kind of running the Earth Kingdom. He was, like, the main antagonist of that sort oh, okay. of time. He was the one, like, stopping them talking to the the Earth King. He's He was in charge of the... There is, there he, is no There war. is no war in Barsingse. Yeah. As we yeah. all know, there is no war in Barsingse. There is no war in Barsingse. That's thanks to Long Feng. Ah, uh, Slytherin. Yeah. He manipulates people. He freaking brainwashes people. It's fucking creepy and messed yeah. up. Tell me about Judy. Judy is... I was going to say one of... But no, Judy is many of the people that he brainwashes. 
we're introduced to Judy as, as like a tour guide who's like very smiley, but very placid. She doesn't keep Team Avatar under control. So she gets replaced by another woman who's also Judy and acts like she was there the whole time. And then we see another room where dozens of women are being trained to be Judy by brainwashing. And there is no war in Barsing Say. There is no war in Barsing Say. It's fucked up. That's... I don't even know she has a personality. She's a Janet. But Janet has a personality. Yeah, true. Uh, Hufflepuff then. Other. <laughs> Miscellaneous. Sure. Earth King Kue! He's the guy with the bear. He has got a bear. He not, has a bear. It's not a platypus bear. No. Or an otter bear. No. Or a duck bear. No. It's just a bear. It's just a bear. He is kind of useless, isn't he? Well, at first, because like, he's just been pampered and kept in the palace the whole life yeah. to be a figurehead so that Long Feng can run things secretively. But then when he finds out what's going on, when he finally gets to talk to the Avatar and he travels outside of his palace to see what's going on, he realizes how fucked up shit is and turns things around drastically. So like Ravenclaw? No, he, no he doesn't question things. Maybe Hufflepuff. Yeah, kind of a useless I, Hufflepuff. I would say Hufflepuff, yeah. But he does care. Tell me about the boulder. The boulder! He's just very fun. Yeah. He ends up showing up to help them fight against the Fire Nation as well, Good. which is very happy. And he's in like the last episode of the show. It's great. He, he's a wrestler, but he's, he's kind of dim, but he's got a good heart. He's a Gryffindor. Nice. How about Sparky Sparky Boom Man? <laughs> Sometimes known as Combustion Man. But that's not fun. He's Sparky Sparky Boom Man. Yeah. I don't remember any personality that does Not much. This. He, he follows orders. Does what he's told. Okay. Explosions. Boom! Gryffindor! Okay. <laughs> How about Appa? Appa! It's Ang's flying bison who's there with us for most of the show. He's, you know, a pet, but definitely has personality. He does. Traumatic arc during book the second season <laughs> when he gets kidnapped. It's fucking heartbreaking. Painful to watch. It gets sorted out, but still... Very loving, very caring, very helpful. Very sweet, yeah. 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 How about Momo? Momo is a little bit harder to nail down, I think. Momo is a chaos. Yeah. A force of chaos. Yeah. But also very caring. I'm gonna say Hufflepuff as well. Okay. And finally, the greatest character, possibly of all time, the Cabbage Merchant. The ca- my cabbages. The Cabbage Merchant, who's a recurring character who shows up in the background. And whose cabbages are frequently destroyed, usually by Team Avatar, inadvertently. Who fucking loves cabbages. In the future, founds a motor company called Cabbage Co. He's very successful and I'm very proud of him. Yeah. Turns it around by building cars instead of selling cabbages. Because, you know, it's transferable skills. Running a cabbage stall to it's like a, a cart. car company. Cart to car. Cabbage cart to cabbage car. He loves his cabbages. He loves his cabbages. He's a Hufflepuff. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, good. He loves food. He loves food. <laughs> Vegetables. If you love a vegetable, you're a Hufflepuff. How House hot, hot take! <laughs> we got it in there at the end. <laughs> uh, it's not even a hot take remotely. It's just a fact. If you love a vegetable? Vegetables are food. Yeah, but... If you love food, you're a Hufflepuff. Specifically a vegetable. If you love any food, you're a Hufflepuff. And that's Avatar The Last Airbender sorted. We did it. Don't do this. <laughs> Before we wrap up the show. Yeah. We did were... you know that sometimes podcasts get reviews? I didn't. They talk about it on other podcasts. And I was just like, that sounds fake. What's an iTunes? 
We just never checked. I don't use iTunes. I have yeah. no way to check. We never we never got around to like seeing if we had any reviews. So Turns apparently out, we have some reviews. We have reviews on iTunes. So some of these are like a year old, but it's fine. We're gonna read some reviews and say thank you to some people for reviewing us on iTunes. Yeah. Or Apple Store or whatever they call it nowadays. Uh. Apple Podcasts. Whatever. I think that's the one. Thank you to Emily Shock, who says things I love. Harry Potter, other things in media, podcasts that combine these things. Excited a year ago nearly <laughs> to see where this show goes. She enjoyed our first episode. Thank you, Emily. I hope you've enjoyed more episodes since. Hope it's still been good. Emily, I believe, is uh, one of the co-hosts of Steampunks. Nice. Uh, Thanks, so Emily. You should go check out that podcast as well on the Pocket Podcast Network. Hey. Speaking of the Pocket Podcast Network... Uh, our next <laughs> review is from Brittany. You know Brittany, she's been on the show. She has. And Brittany says that she's so excited to listen to the show and find out what Hogwarts houses all sorts of characters should be sorted into. Alex and JD are incredibly cute and witty and their energy makes me excited about hearing more of their sorting thoughts. Thank you, Brittany. You are correct. I don't know. Was that a Brittany impression I was doing? I don't know what that was. I don't know. I was briefly once again possessed. Thank you to ShockZ1992 who says, Great idea, great execution. Also, Thor Odinson is definitely a Hufflepuff, so you know they're accurate in their sorting. Thank you. Thank you, ShockZ1992. I agree. And speaking of sorting Thor... JSQ Puerta says, uh, I enjoy listening every time, even if I don't always agree. All caps, parentheses. Thor is a Gryffindor's entire arc is about learning to fight, not just for the sake of fighting, but for what's right. But seriously, it's always a fun time. That's literally Hufflepuff, yeah. though. Yeah, house hot take, fighting for what's right, not just for the sake of fighting, is Hufflepuff. Yeah, learning to, like, doing the right thing? Yeah. Hufflepuff. Being good. Hey, House hot take. All positive traits. All positive personality (laughs) traits are Hufflepuff. House hot take. Smart, Ravenclaw. Brave, Gryffindor. Anything bad, Slytherin. Anything else that's good, Hufflepuff. I don't Um, mean any of that. I'm so sorry. It's fine. Thank you, John, for your review, but you you don't know it's John. You think you're not using names. I know it's John, no. (laughs) I know it's John. If you'd like to re- leave us a review on Apple Podcasts iTunes Store, we'll read it out in six to 11 months. Well, here's the thing. We're never going to get another review, so we never have to do this again. But if we do... Unless you prove us wrong. Ele- if we do, Whoa. you'll find out in six to 11 months. So, <laughs> dare I do it. I dare you. I dare you. Bet you won't, coward. <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it. Uh, thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. <laughs> you can find other great shows on the network, such as uh, Steampunks, Steampunks, Them's the Facts, uh, Home Viewing, Ghoul Tank, No Dice, No Dice, Green Mountain Mysteries, Simultaneous Catch. Yeah, all those good stuff. Yep, what it's a siren. Is. Oh, hospitals. House hot take: hospitals exist. What house is Madame Pat? Madame. <laughs> Bottom. Probably Ravenclaw. Bottom Pamphrey. You don't think she's a Hufflepuff? Poppy. Poppy sounds like a very Hufflepuff name. <laughs> That's not how anything works. <laughs> In Harry Potter? It kind of does. Thank you to Mama Jacob of the Wonder Gorillas for the Sort theme song, the House of Awesome theme song. If you agree or disagree with any of our sortings, you can tweet at us at SortedPod on Twitter. You can also find us both individually. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. And while you're there, tweet at us your favorite... 
element again. No, we've we're gonna that. keep saying this until someone sends us an element. That's a fair point. Like we can, you know, like we can say like, oh, we shouldn't repeat things, but no one's fucking tweeting at us. Tweet us an element, or we'll never request anything else. Please send us an element so we can sort it. Please. Here's the thing. Please. Element on the periodic table. Fair game. Element of classical elements. Earth, fire, water, air. Metal. Fair game. Element of surprise. Fair game. <sighs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Start a new house. It's called awesome. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Cinema's hottest podcast is home viewing. What are you doing? This show has everything. Please stop. Blu-rays, DVDs, dog sounds, (sighs) guest episodes. This isn't working. But you know what does work? Discussing our entire film library week by week in alphabetical order. (sighs) I'm John. And I'm Bethany. And this is Home Viewing. Wednesdays on the Pocket Podcast Network. (laughs) 